Hello and welcome to Wild Sessions. I'm your host, Henrietta Norton, parent, author, nutritional practitioner and founder of Wild Nutrition. Joining me are some incredibly empowering voices, specialists in women's life stages from menstruation to menopause. Together, we explore the twists and turns, intricacies and insights that make our bodies the scientific marvels they are. This episode of Wild Sessions is with Dr. Harper, Dr. Shazadi Harper, who is a perimenopause and menopause specialist. She's also the author of The Perimenopause Solution and founder of the Harper Clinic in Harley Street. And we have been collaborating on a, a really interesting report on the future of perimenopause and how important it is to change the narrative. We've also collaborated on a curated offering for women going through the perimenopause and the menopause stages of life, three products that really help to lay the foundations to support a woman's transition through these stages. And I hope that you find the report and this podcast inspiring to listen to. Welcome, Shazadi. It's a, it's a real pleasure. We've spent, um, actually, we've spent the day together creating some content and a bit of a photo shoot for the collaboration that we've done and it's been a real pleasure to share our passion for changing the narrative around perimenopause it's a it's an area that we both feel very strongly about having more space and education around for women and and those surrounding women so I would love for you to explain a little bit more about your background and why this area of a woman's life became very important to you. Thank you, Hen. I've had a lovely day here, by the way. Um, So it's been really enjoyable and it's great to end it like this. I've been a doctor for 25 years or so. And I think that even as a medical professional, seeing women coming through my door over the age of 40 with all of these multitude of symptoms, it, it was really quite confusing. And, you know, my mother has dementia and to see this strong feisty woman sort of change, which I felt was around the age of menopause. And also I've got five younger sisters. So I always knew I was going to go through this first. And, you know, they would tease me about it. And I have a daughter. So I'm very much a female advocate. And I thought that women's health wasn't really getting that look in, you know, midlife health. And almost it was like women were put out to pasture um, Mm -hmm. and they were losing their sparkle. And, you know, no one was connecting these dots. Women were coming with anxiety, feeling overwhelmed, being prescribed multiple courses of antibiotics um, because they had cystitis. But whereas, in fact, it was all due to their hormones changing. And I thought it's important to capture women at this stage, this perimenopausal stage, rather than them almost like falling off the cliff of menopause. And I wasn't ready to lose my sparkle. I often sort of joke and say, well, look, I was single and still ready to mingle. And I thought, you know, (laughs) I just didn't want to fade away in the background. And, um, you know, I really felt it was like a new beginning evolution. It could be a really empowering time for women. So in the last six, seven years, I really made it my mission to spread the word, educate, to help women get the best care, support, attention. And often women don't know about perimenopause. And that's why I wrote the book, The Perimenopause Solution, because I wanted them to understand that there was this stage leading up to menopause when they could be proactive, they could take charge and take back control. So, yeah, that's been my journey and and it's very much about female empowerment. You've touched on a point that I think is at the centre of making a, a sort of sea change around perimenopause because it's about women being educated 
about themselves and their bodies and what the perimenopause is about and the symptoms that they might expect to experience. So we know, for example, the the thought leadership piece that we have collaborated on, the future of perimenopause, which we'll talk more about as we go on. But that was so eye-opening for me and I, I was shocked to find that Many women have to go to the doctor six times before they recognise that actually it's the perimenopause that's causing the I mean, issue. even I was shocked at that, actually, yeah, the six times. Yeah, um, And that's that's appalling. You know, I, I've done a lot of work around endometriosis. It takes women on average 10 years to get a diagnosis yeah. of endometriosis. And it's less now, actually. I think it's more around seven. But that's shocking in itself. And then at a, a stage of life where you think that half the population are going through, will go through the perimenopause. And yet that there's that enormous gulf of education there's a lack of education amongst women and in the medical industry I would say as well I think it's across the board you know we were talking about this earlier how puberty is celebrated and we're educated about it in schools we're looking forward to it when you're young you know becoming that teenager growing into that man that woman but we're not really told much about that stage of reproductive life towards your perimenopause and menopause and I think that it's that lack of understanding awareness education for men and women, you know, younger women. I mean, if you think about yourself, you know, in your 20s, in your 30s, did you know much about perimenopause or menopause? And, you know, I think often the narrative was really quite negative around it. Mm. I often look back and think, you know, maybe I enabled some of that, perpetuated it. We always thought of that menopause or woman as being that old woman that you never wanted to be. Exactly. Mm. And, And so I think... It's important to recognise it's an important stage of life. There are biochemical processes going on. And I think for women not to feel that they're going crazy, and I think that's one of the things women think Mm. they're alone, they're crazy, feeling out of control. And I think it's important to sustain them, to help them and support them to really be the best woman that they want to be. Yeah, again, it's just made me think of another stat that was in a report on the World Nutrition website, but it talks about... 90% of women that have gone through the perimenopause in their 30s and 40s didn't know that they were experiencing the perimenopause and have been misdiagnosed with anxiety, depression. So it's so important to increase this education. I mean, I think some of it is because women are really busy around this time of life. And right now, often we are that sandwich generation. Many of us have children, but we've also got elderly parents. Mm. Many Mm. women may be having children later on in life, Mm. so they may be going straight from postnatal into perimenopause. So because we're often servicing others throughout life, I think that we just put it down to, oh, maybe it's life. You know, Mm. maybe it's COVID. That's why Mm. I'm feeling this way. And, you know, we put ourselves bottom of the pile. Mm. So we often don't recognise that these changes may be more due to our hormones Mm. rather than it just being environmental and Mm. um, around life. And I thought the report was really interesting in the sense that women do want to have co-ownership of their health and they do want to work with their healthcare professionals and they do also want a combined I think holistic and medical approach it's not either or yes and absolutely. I think it's important to recognize that that's what women want and you know we are intelligent creatures we can make decisions for yeah. ourselves and I think that point around an integrated approach is really important because I think the discussions around menopause have been and, and in some circles continue to be quite divisive so it's kind of HRT or an alternative and actually what we really need to do is to help women understand that it's a very holistic experience that we go through it's not just a an experience that happens to our ovaries it's actually something that is much more rounded than that and therefore It is an integrated approach. Sometimes it takes medical intervention and sometimes it doesn't. 
but it is about addressing all of the other factors that come with it, the psychological factors, the emotional factors, the spiritual factors as well. I mean, it's a very individual journey. And you and I were talking earlier about what should we be changing the name around it? Should we be changing the narrative? And I do feel that it is a time for women to take stock, you know, whether mm. it's a bit of a pause in their life, in that journey to yes. sort of reevaluate, reassess. I don't think there's anything wrong sometimes in just slowing down, taking a step back to look forward. Mm. And I think that that's where sometimes we're thinking we just have to always power through. Yes, absolutely. It, do, do, do. Yeah. It is a combined approach. I think on one hand, I'm really pleased that the conversations around HRT has happened to dispel some of the myths because I think women were denying themselves sometimes treatment options mm -hmm. because of the misinformation out there. But I also mm. think that HRT doesn't solve every single problem. And I think, you know, women need to also understand that there are other holistic support and options out there for them. Mm. And those can work really well, particularly maybe in those earlier stages yes. of perimenopause, you know, when yes. insomnia, feeling anxious, feeling overwhelmed, that fatigue element. And it's time to look inwards, look at your lifestyle. You've been running on caffeine for a long mm. time. Maybe you've been resorting to alcohol in the evening mm. to help soothe and sleep. Um, maybe you're not exercising. Sometimes mm. we can feel fatigued because we're not exercising. Mm. And so there are a number of factors. And that's why, for me, I very much see it as a time to really take stock and have that longer term vision but having that pause to do that, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. I would absolutely agree. And that certainly reflects the experience that I had in clinic. A lot of women were saying to me, the short term fixes just aren't working for me anymore. And it's a real shock. It's usually you can think your way out of a feeling overwhelmed or you could power on through through having coffee or whatever it might be now is not working. And that can suddenly feel like now I feel that there's nothing I can do to control these symptoms. So what would you say are the most typical symptoms or issues that women are experiencing that come to you in clinic? It's not hot flushes. It's so much more than hot flushes. It's things like insomnia, brain fog, finding that they're not concentrating like they used to, almost to the point that they're thinking they've got ADD, also anxiety, mm. the mood changes, mm. that loss of joy, feeling tired, mm. weight gain, that loss of confidence, self-esteem. Mm. So there are so many different symptoms. And I think it's those psychological ones that impact women much more so. It's almost like they can cope better with the physical symptoms because Absolutely. they're more tangible. I would but, totally agree. But the psychological ones, the ones that are sort of making them doubt themselves, affecting mm. their relationships, affecting their work, those are the ones. Mm. And so women often turn to me and ask me things like, what supplements, what can I take? How can I support myself? Mm. And one of the reasons for collaborating with yourself is because, you know, I do believe that the foundation supplements that we've collaborated on, the perimenopause support and the menopause support, really do help women to manage some of these symptoms. It's been such a privilege to be able to curate this package with you. And I think one of the most appealing things for me working with you is that it's very refreshing to work with somebody who is so holistically minded and know how important it is to look at all the areas of a woman's life experience because it's not one dimensional and it's certainly not linear and it's very individual. And I'm very much about being inclusive. Not every woman can take HRT. Not every woman wants to. And that's another reason for me doing what I do because in the world of perimenopause and menopause, you see a lot of doctors, a lot of healthcare professionals, but not many of them look like me. It can seem like a very sort of middle class 
white world everybody goes through mm. menopause. My background is that I'm originally from Pakistan. So, you know, I wanted to reach women from different ethnic, diverse backgrounds. Mm. I wanted them to also see that they can reach out, have support and know where to turn. Yeah, have access to the right information. So moving on to support. So you've already alluded to this, that, you know, there are a a number of women that may choose not to take HRT or can't for some underlying medical condition. So have you found that there's an increased appetite for using alternative? It can be complementary, but do you see that there is a change in attitude towards this? Well, I think there is. Often I will almost do like a prescription plan of what supplements will support them because you know everybody has different needs and different Mm -hmm. symptoms so I think there is an appetite women do want to work with you they want to know how they can help themselves Mm -hmm. and so yes understanding that being within the normal range doesn't mean to say you're optimal and I think that as busy women many of us often may not have all of our sort of nutritional needs through dietary intake. Also, our bodies are maybe metabolizing things slightly differently because of the hormonal changes that are going Mm -hmm. on. So I am a believer that supplements do help and support women. Mm. I mean, I often say perimenopause is a bit like reverse puberty. You know, (laughs) you know, when we enter into puberty, our hormones are sort of raging, fluctuating and probably on the incline. Whereas during perimenopause, our hormones again are raging fluctuating but on the decline so our body does need additional support and yes you know I think that women are wanting to know where they can go for trusted supplements trusted support and you know I feel I'm in quite a privileged position in the sense of being on social media having access to so many different people approaching me so I feel it's my responsibility almost to sift through to help women I mean, I think you do an excellent job of that. And as a formulator here and founder, that was a founding principle. Whatever we put out into our product ranges have to be things that have been really well thought through. We're not going to do short fix solutions, not trendy solutions. It's things that we know really, really work and have had a lot of thought and research behind them and use only the very best ingredients. I think what was interesting in the report also was that almost 50% of women weren't thinking about HRT. Maybe they didn't have all the full information on HRT, but that's a large proportion, you know, one in two women are not thinking about it. That doesn't mean to say that they're sailing through, you know, that doesn't mean to say they're asymptomatic because most women do experience some symptoms. And for some women, they can be really impactful. Mm. Some women have very busy lives. They're not able to work flexibly they're not able to work from home so you know it is important to recognize these women as well you said earlier about perimenopause being not about hot flashes actually it's very difficult to determine when you might be going through the perimenopause if you don't know what the symptoms are so please correct me if I'm wrong but I I believe that the standard approach still is to do the blood test and you know we know that menopause is almost like a retrospective diagnosis 12 months after the cessation of menstruation And quite often those early stages of perimenopause, you're not actually seeing any changes to your menstrual cycle or you might find changes to the heaviness, but they still might be regular. And I think that's what women are still 
viewing, well, I can't be going through anywhere near the menopause because I'm still regular and I don't have the hot flushes. And Well, we know that there are 30, 40 symptoms of menopause and perimenopause. And I think that it's raising awareness around those symptoms. And blood tests can be very much normal during that perimenopause stage because your hormones are fluctuating. And like you said, you may still have your cycle, you may still have your periods. And I think the other thing that can happen also around this time is there may be coexisting conditions mm. or medical conditions. Mm. And that's why it's a great time for a bit of a check-in. You know, mm. it could be your thyroid, could you be iron deficient, mm. could you be vitamin D deficient, mm. vitamin B deficient. You know, many of us are having more plant-based diets. And so, you know, there, there are things that could be exacerbating your symptoms and coexisting with them. So mm. it's it's a whole 360 approach that's mm. needed. Mm, absolutely. And I think one of the things that we were speaking about earlier is the epidemiological research that's been done around community and support mm. changing how we speak about menopause. Well, I think women don't feel alone, you know, yes. and I think it's that connecting, that sisterhood, if you want yes, to exactly. call it that, you know, however cheesy that might sound. But I think knowing that they're not alone, knowing that somebody else is also experiencing this and hearing somebody else's story really does help. And it's not that they're suddenly having to pop pills or anything, but just knowing that actually this is normal. It's a yes, variation absolutely. of normal. Um, and traditionally, and we had those. What this research was saying was that if you have that support and you have those family networks and you have those female networks to support you, then any negative experience of the menopause can be greatly reduced. You can find it has an impact on your symptoms. I think social media is sort of filling that gap a little bit. Mm. There is a sense of community there. And I think women are talking to each other through it. I also think it was interesting what Vicky had said earlier about her book club is now her sweat club, yes. you know. And I think, again, you know, it's about women talking, sharing. Yes. And I think as women, we do like talking in general yes we do that's for sure <laughs> remembering to recognize the celebrations remembering to recognize the positives that can come with this change I mean we've spoken a lot about mm. it and you spoke about recalibrating reconnecting with a part of yourself that maybe you've put aside for a while yeah. in order to be able to service and support others and we spoke about how you know, there's a big value piece in that and how we value ourselves as women and how uncomfortable it can sometimes feel to put yourself first. And I think we live in a society that can sometimes endorse or support the idea that a woman doesn't, should, you know, yeah. there isn't space to value oneself and, and historically. I think, yeah, and I think the, the, the thing that why sometimes women don't recognise the symptoms is often they may think they're too young. You know, mm. often they, they're thinking it can't possibly be me. But one of the sea changes I am seeing in clinic is I am seeing younger women. You know, I am. Interesting. You know, and I think that's been happening over the maybe the last six months, eight months, maybe as the word perimenopause gets out there. Um, and I, I think, think, think more it's, awareness. Yeah, there's more awareness. I think there is more awareness around Excellent. it. Or, or it's growing. It's growing. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying everybody knows about it, but I'm just saying that I would have said on the whole, maybe a year or so ago, most women wouldn't have been able to say perimenopause and know the word. But I think women are becoming more aware of it. It's been helped with documentaries on TV, the yeah. Davina documentary, I think she called perimenopause, menopause's evil little sister. I don't think it's evil. Mm. I think it is a stage of life which I think we've been talking about can be a really empowering time. Mm. And I think women evolve into the women that they want to be. They get their voice, you know, um, mm. 
And while some of these symptoms may be going alongside and are challenging, I think once you get that support, that community, medical help, getting the right supplements and things, I think many women do feel that there's a sense of liberation out of it. Yeah, there's almost a re-emergence, the phoenix from the fire or whatever it is. Or a butterfly from the cocoon. Yeah, uh, exactly, exactly. And I think it's interesting that term, menopause is evil little sister, because my experience from working with women is that a lot of the discomfort can come from the not knowing. So, you know, many years of trying to disguise the fact that they just have, they've lost their confidence, their self-esteem is gone, they're riddled with anxiety, their mood has changed and trying to very much cover it up by carrying on, cracking on. And actually, I think that is the bit that causes as much pain really than the physical symptoms. Therefore, by virtue of increasing education and awareness around that, are we making it an easier time to transition through? And, you know, I think we've also spoken about how important it is to pull perimenopause apart as a life stage because it still gets very much defined by menopause and swallowed up by menopause. And they are just so very distinct uh, in the same way that preconception is a journey and pregnancy is a journey and you wouldn't put them you wouldn't say that they're the same thing your body has different needs and different things happen and you would prepare very differently for them both so that's actually one of the things that I have found really inspiring through the report that we worked on and this this separation as two very distinct life stages is actually why I mean it was such a pleasure to work with you on this collaboration to create these perimenopause support trios and the menopause support trio because of these different physiological needs so you know in the perimenopause support trio we've got our omega-3 we've got the daily multi and the botanical menopause complex which has got you know fantastic herbs and the nutrients that are needed to support the physiological changes that are happening in a woman's life um, and also support psychological well-being and the nervous system as well and then we've got the menopause trio which is again supporting more sort of joint and bone health, which is at that time a priority for women when it comes to their nutrition and their well-being. And I know that this underpins a lot of the work that you do in clinic as well, is this very natural approach or integrated approach, I would say. And and I think what's important for me collaborating with yourself was the fact that you recognise that there's perimenopause and there's menopause and there's different needs for women at different stages, mm-hmm. which not many people do understand, mm-hmm. actually. And menopause is used as an umbrella term to cover all sort of aspects, but they are really quite distinct stages. Mm-hmm. And the psychological aspect, the nervous aspect, that aspect is paramount, sort of really high up in that perimenopause journey. Mm-hmm. And the joints, bone, maybe skin, hair, becomes more of a the menopause and postmenopause mm. aspect. And there are specific ingredients that support both those stages and those symptoms, as it were. So it's it's really important that the the trios worked really well together as a collection. And what I have found, and I'm sure that you have too, is that we can feel very overwhelmed by the amount of choice that's out there. Yeah. And so to be able to create something that's really convenient, and we've kind of done the thinking 
for them as to what their body might need at this stage is is in itself a god as a busy woman myself i know that that would be a godsend to me so oh yeah i mean they they don't want to have to go and do the research they don't want to have to sort of have a whole line of pills out there you know rattling with them so i think to know that there's something that is natural not synthetic which is going to support them during this time in their life this stage in their life and knowing it's coming from a trusted and respected source like wild nutrition i think is really important for women mm. and in addition to working on the collaboration of the products we've been working on co-authoring this landmark report mm. the future of perimenopause because we both feel very passionate about changing that narrative, as I said right at the beginning, and ensuring that women feel uh, knowledgeable, empowered to see this next stage in their life as one to celebrate, and that the education starts much earlier on than it currently is. If there's to be a sea change with perimenopause, what would the future look like? I think it is changing that narrative is important. I think respecting your body and understanding there is a pause at this time. I think digital health has a big part to play in yes. moving forward into the future. And I think that seeing it less of this brain fog, anxiety, negative way, but seeing it more as it can be a time for being strong, sexy and empowered, it's really important. So I think looking at that report, with all the perimenopause experts chipping in, I think that's where we're seeing it going. I find it a really inspiring read, actually. Mm. It almost gave me goosebumps to think that this could be the future. I read it very much as a kind of rallying cry to women to re-engage with themselves and to re-engage with other women and share stories and shared experience and empower that way and support that way because... Nothing in life is linear, you know. <laughs> you can be you can be the most prepared for the perimenopause and menopause. It's never going to be completely plain sailing, but it can be easier. You know, it's like childbirth. Yes. You know, it's you can either support your body or not during that process. And so women's experience and sharing that with each other is so important. And then on a more macro level, seeing a rallying cry to policymakers to create change as well and for us to really create a different future for women and young women. I just want my daughter to sort of glide into it. It doesn't mean to say there aren't bumps on the road when mm -hmm. you go through it, but I think that knowing it's just normal stage, you can talk about it with her friends, like they probably talk about things like contraceptive pills and things like that. Yes. So I think it's about normalising that conversation, breaking down that taboo, and also for men to get a good understanding about it. I think it's important to incorporate men and women when men are aware they can support their partners they can support their work colleagues and also there are many more men in those senior positions than there are women. the systems that we want to change yeah. absolutely so it's a very inclusive rounded conversation that needs to happen and change that needs to happen but i feel it's happening yeah, I, I do absolutely. feel it's happening i do feel that tide is turning almost to the point that i think sometimes some people are getting a bit fed up of seeing it in the media hearing about it you know reading about it but we do have to sort of saturate the market it's like anything it's like a pendulum isn't it it goes yeah. from one end of the spectrum to the other and then coming back into the middle yeah. where it will just end yes. up being hopefully something that is by osmosis part of part of society again so um i really enjoyed working on it with you i really enjoyed putting together these trios with you and i really urge women to go and read the report it's a really brilliant read and to go to our Wild Nutrition website and Dr Harper's clinic for that additional support to to find out how how we can 
support you. I think it's really quite uplifting. Yes. Dr. Harper, thank you so much. I mean, I could talk to you all day. We have been talking all day. (laughs) And actually to be able to kind of wrap it up in a half an hour conversation has been a feat, but it's been so brilliant talking to you. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Hen. Yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, and I hope you did, I'd love you to share. Leave a review or visit wildnutrition.com for all things wellness. We're here to support you wherever you are on your journey of life.